are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Second Peter chapter 1 says, God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, these exceeding great and precious promises, you might be partakers of the divine nature. See, He didn't say you would be, He said you might be. See, you have to make the decision whether you're going to be or not. You can back off of it and forget it and just suffer and go on and say it must be the will of the Lord. Well, no, here's the will of the Lord. Have you ever noticed in the front of your New Testament, it says the New Testament of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is His last will and testament. This is the will of God. God gave the land of Canaan to the children of Israel. It was their promised land. This New Testament is our promised land. Every promise in this book, God has already said yes to it before you ask, and you're the one that's supposed to say amen to it. Faith is the substance of things. What things? The things God has given us. Well, now somebody said, Brother Caps, now if God has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness, then why don't I have them? Because faith is the substance of them. Well, why don't I have them? Have you ever called for them? See, Paul says, the righteousness which is of faith says the word is nigh me, it's in my mouth and in my heart. Get it in your mouth first. Somebody said, well, I, I wouldn't say that I'm healed when I'm not healed. I still hurt. That's all the more reason you ought to proclaim healing. You're calling for what you don't have. You're not denying what exists. See, there's a difference there. God's method is to call things that are not as though they were. See, now sometimes people call things that are as though they're not. Now that's not God's method. That denying what exists. But see, when I say, thank God, I believe I received my healing, I'm calling my body well. Thank God I'm well. Somebody said, how can you say that when you hurt? That's all the more reason I ought to say it. I'm calling for something that I don't have. Faith cometh by hearing. I'm saying what God said about it. By his stripes I was healed. He bore my sickness and my disease. I'm not denying what exists. I just deny it the right to exist in my body. Amen. We have faith and doubt not. We could say unto the mountain be removed, be cast into the sea. Now, let me show you something here. Go over to Mark's gospel, the first chapter. Here we find a man that comes to Jesus. Now, this leper, as far as we have any record to this point, there'd been no lepers healed. Let's begin with verse 39. It says, and he preached, talking about Jesus, he preached in their synagogues throughout all of Galilee and cast out devils or demons. There came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him and saying unto him, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now notice, this leper says, Lord, I know you can, I just don't know whether you will or not. Now notice, he has faith, but yet he doubts. Now you know what doubt is? You know, I think we haven't understood doubt. Doubt is not unbelief. Doubt is when you just don't know. I mean, if somebody said, do you believe God will supply your need? Well, if you didn't know any scriptures concerning what God would do or didn't know anything about the Bible, you'd say, well, I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, he never has, you know. I mean, if you was in a bad situation, you just didn't know. Well, I don't know. 
You say, you believe God will heal you? Well, I don't know. I doubt it, you know, if you didn't know it. Now, let me show you something. In Romans, the 12th chapter, the Apostle Paul says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, notice it said the measure, not a measure. Now, what is the measure of faith? Ask yourself this. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself, how do you measure faith? You remember Jesus said to the disciples, oh, ye of little faith. And they finally got tired of that and said, Lord, give us some more faith. <laughs> well, you don't get faith by asking for it. Faith cometh by hearing, see. Now, how do you measure faith? Faith cometh by hearing the word. See, faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. Faith in the devil comes by hearing the words of the devil. Faith in me would come by hearing what I said. See, the real truth is faith cometh by hearing. See, now Paul was talking about a truth when he said faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. But faith in Charles would come by hearing what Charles said. See, so the real truth, the whole truth, is that faith cometh by hearing. Whether you're hearing God, whether you're hearing the devil, whether you're hearing the weatherman, faith cometh by hearing. Now, some people haven't understood that. And I'm amazed at the people around the country. They'll say to me, the devil told me so-and-so. Do you have a word from the Lord for me? And I say, yes, I have a word from the Lord for you. Quit listening to the devil. <laughs> See, faith in the devil is fear. That's where fear comes from. You listen to the devil and you'll be filled with fear. You listen to God, you'll be filled with faith. So if you say what God says, faith will come. You say what the devil says, fear and oppression will come. But now here's a man that he's not in unbelief. He just in doubt. He just does not know. He doesn't have knowledge, see. You notice 2 Peter chapter 1 says, He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Remember what Jesus said? If you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Notice it was the knowledge of truth that set you free. If you don't have the knowledge of truth, you won't be set free. See, there's people that have a Bible today. That's all the faith there is, is in that Bible. But they're not set free because they don't have the knowledge of it. They have to have the knowledge of it. You can take a man that has the knowledge of being born again. He knows all the salvation scripture. And brother, I mean, he'll get you born again in a minute. He'll witness to you and get you saved. Turn right around and tell you, but God won't heal anymore. That went out with the apostles. Well, now what's wrong with that man? You see, he has the word concerning salvation. He has no word in him concerning healing. That's how you measure faith. The amount of word that's in you concerning a particular subject. That's the reason you have great faith in salvation, get people saved and just do good works and thank God for that. But yet when it comes to baptism of the Holy Spirit, why well, he may tell you that's the devil. Now see, there's a man that's right in his heart, but he's wrong in his head. He doesn't have the knowledge of it. So you measure his faith by the amount of the word that's in him. In salvation, he has great faith because he has the great word. He has lots of word in him. But when it comes to healing, he has no word, so he has no faith. Can you understand that? Now, here's a man who comes to Jesus and said, I know you can, but I don't know whether you will or not. Now, notice what happened. And Jesus moved with compassion. Notice this. Now, brother, when you see the words moved with compassion, you get ready, something's fixing to happen. 
And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand. Now notice, he put forth his hand and he touched him. Now Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. But notice nothing happened when he laid hands on that old boy. No healing flowed. Nothing happened until he said, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Now let me show you something. See, Mark's the only one that records that. I want you to see it. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him and saith to him, I will be thou clean. Now the next verse is the key to it. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him. Now let me ask you, did he speak first or did he lay hands on him first? Laid hands on him first and no power flowed. No healing was there. You know why? Because there was doubt. He did not know whether Jesus would or not. Even though he put his hand on him, he still didn't know. His question was not answered. He had a legal doubt. Don't blame him for that. He just didn't know. There's a lot of people just don't know. But when Jesus said, I will, he got his question answered and he got healed. Now let me show you something. If Jesus Christ himself came here tonight, and had a prayer line and lay hands on you. If you didn't believe that it was his will to be healed, you would not get healed if he laid hands on you. I mean, Jesus himself. This is proof of it. No power flowed. In his own hometown, in Mark the sixth chapter, it says that Jesus could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. Now, see, unbelief is different from doubt. See, this scripture said, have faith and doubt not. In other words, you can have faith in God's ability and doubt that he will do it or doubt that he will do it now. Just keep putting it off. Keep putting it off. But Jesus in his own hometown, the Bible said he could there, he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. One translation said he tried to, but he couldn't. Can you imagine the son of God trying to heal somebody and couldn't? One translation said he tried to, but he couldn't. There were no major miracles happened there because of their unbelief. Now, the difference in doubt and unbelief is that unbelief is when you know the truth and won't believe it. Or when you have the truth. You see, you take a fellow that's never heard about healing. Well, he would doubt that God would heal him. But once you preached healing to him and showed it to him in the Word and he still won't receive it, it's not doubt anymore. It has become unbelief. Because he knows the truth, but he won't receive it. And in his own hometown, they knew the miracles he did. They knew the things that he did. They just would not believe in the anointing. They said, he's a carpenter. See, they could have got their barn roof fixed, but they couldn't get healed. <laughs> Can you see that? We must have faith and doubt not. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7235. It's called Manifestations of the Spirit. 
And uh, over a period of 30, 40 years, I've had more manifestations of the Spirit, I suppose, concerning business deals and situations, decisions I made in everyday life. And this is where people miss it sometimes. They say, well, these manifestations of the Spirit just for spiritual things. Well, they are for spiritual things as well, but they're also to give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, that's part of it. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. We won't try to talk about all of them, but I have had many manifestations of this. I've looked at property and spoke to the ground and called the property to come to me in Jesus' name, and they said, that property will never sell. Everybody I talked to said, the timber company owns, they'll never sell it. But in 10 days, it came available. And I had a manifestation of the Spirit revealing to me that that property was good for development and it came by the Spirit of God. And Paul said the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. In other words, if you get the manifestation of the Spirit, you can rest assured that you've heard from God and you have to learn how these things come about and over time you can feel the impression in your spirit. That CD offer number 7235, Manifestations of the Spirit. Now, one lady wrote me, and she said, the Lord told me to send you an offering. And she said, Lord, I'm going to do it after I come back from the store. She had to walk to the store. Uh, I think there and back it was a mile. And the Lord said, no, do it now. That's what she got in her spirit. It was a word of wisdom. And she said, well, I'm going to do it when I come back. So she walked there, pulled out her checkbook, and found out she didn't have another check. She had written the last one. And the Lord tried to reveal it by getting her to find that out before she walked. She had to walk two miles then. And that's the manifestation of the Spirit is profitable. That CD offer number 7235, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is Lord. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.